Merry Christmas, you filthy fucking animals. This is Brian Perryman. I'm your host for this uh, podcast, webcast, however you're listening to this on. Whatever platform you've managed to pick it up on. Uh, I said I'd do a Christmas episode because it's Christmas. And, uh, well, you know what? I'm kind of sitting around the house by myself. Uh, thinking about watching some uh, Nightmare Before Christmas before I go to bed. Because it's a Christmas movie. And for whatever reason, none of my streaming services have fucking Die Hard. Which is the best Christmas movie ever in existence. I don't care what anybody says. I remember I used to live in Austin. Um, for those of you in the know, there's this chain of movie theaters called Alamo Draft House. That uh, the one that was nearest to me, um, they they show first run movies, but they also do things for like second run and older movies. And every year on Christmas, the one nearest to me would actually show Die Hard um, every year on Christmas. And you pay like 12 bucks to get in, and you get like a wife beater, a cap gun, a Twinkie, and a cigarette lighter. And then you proceed to watch the movie, and it's there's like call outs. It's like going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, except there's like not a live cast in front of the screen. Um, that was really cool. Like they'd stop the movie and do trivia. You'd win prizes like gift certificates, like a free appetizer. I wanted like one time I went, I won like my bill was paid, so I was like, oh, all right, I'm getting drunk. Um, what a horrible fucking idea because I had like fish sliders and like proceeded to have adult milk milkshakes all night. And kids, for those of you not in the know, alcohol plus anything fried fish. Let me rephrase that. Alcoholic milkshakes plus anything fried fish is a bad fucking idea. Don't ever do this in your life. Your breath will smell like a Tijuana hooker's vagina on Sailor Payday for like two weeks. It's awful. And you just won't get that taste out of your mouth. Um, I actually had to go to um, Walmart and get like the super strength, like, purple mouthwash, like, the kind that, like, melts paint off of walls just to get that taste out of my mouth after a couple days. I just couldn't do it. I just could not hang. Um, but it was worth it. It was a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, but I know there's, like, a lot of other movies that are actually being played right now on TV, like Bad Santa. I was talking to my mom a little bit ago. And she's like, God, I'm so sick of Miracle on 34th Street or whatever it is where dude kills himself or it's a wonderful life or something like that. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. Uh, where Jimmy Stewart kills himself and then, or something. And I, I honestly never fucking watched the movie so I could really give a shit. Um, but anyways, um, she's like, I'm so sick of watching this. I was like, well, Mom, pull up the TV guide on you know, your TV, and, you know, tell me what's on, I'll tell you what's good. And she lists off the regular movies. Like, I, I suggested, well, hey, Mom, Christmas Story is on. I'm 40 years old. I've been watching that movie for, like, 30-something years. I still laugh at the fucking thing. Like, when the kid gets his tongue stuck on the pole, I still laugh at that. You're gonna shoot your eye out. Who doesn't laugh at that shit? Um, anyways, um, you know, she lists off, like, It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Song, A Christmas Carol, A Christmas Carol Live on, you know, um, 
the country network and you know Christmas in the Hood or you know Santa Slays with Bill Goldberg or whatever that movie he did where he was Santa and he just killed people. Um, and then she uh, pulls up. God, I can't remember what channel it was. I want to say it was like MTV or um, the uh, Esquire Network or something. And uh, my co-host has already fallen fast asleep next to me. If you can't hear it in the background, you surely will later if you listen hard enough. Um, Roan has... Oh, here she is. Say Merry Christmas, Roan. Say Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Say hi, baby. Hi, baby. Yes. Um... Anyways, they were showing, like, some, like, you know, just cool Christmas movies. Like, if I had people over, I'd watch them. Uh, excuse me. It was, like, Bad Santa. And Scrooge. And Elf. And, um, you know, stuff like that. So, I was like, Mom, just tune into that channel tonight and just go to bed. Like, you're set. Um... Anyways, I turned on uh, Disney Plus uh, before I turned on the uh, record button here for the podcast for the super awesome uh, Christmas show. And uh, saw that, uh, you know, Home Alone is on here. The Santa Claus. And I was like, all right, Frozen is on here. I'm like, okay. And uh, Arendelle Castle, Yule Law, where you just sit here and watch a fucking log on fire for hours. Um course they're pimping mandalorian all over the place high school musical the series and then nightmare before christmas and then you know that stuff comes on and i'm just like what sold so that's what i'm probably gonna do when i get off of here is turn on nightmare before christmas because i mean who doesn't watch that on christmas like that's a movie you can watch from halloween till christmas all the songs are appropriate to listen to from Halloween till Christmas. There's actually a really cool, like, remake of all the songs. It's not the first one with corn and all that bullshit, but the second one. Um, I think it's the second one where they, like, did a bunch of... They did the songs with a bunch of different bands. And um, Tiger Army, for those of you who don't know who Tiger Army is, um, check it out on your Spotify um, but look up Tiger Army Oogie Boogie Song. And um, it's like a really, really well done cover of that song. Like, you can literally dub their version of that song to the scene with Oogie Boogie. And it goes just beat for beat. Um, not beat for beat, but like motion for motion with Oogie dancing around Jack and Santa and stuff like that. Um, anyways, um, welcome to the show, got a lot to talk about, um, don't have a whole lot of time to do it, probably not going to use the whole hour, because, real talk, I want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, and I want to play Call of Duty, because I have been telling myself, hey, you should play Call of Duty, because you got it for Christmas, and, um, I haven't touched it all weekend, and I've had, like, the past two days off, or I have the next two days off today and tomorrow. And I know I'm going to be doing something tomorrow, hopefully, with people, and, um, might take up a bit of my time, 
So, oh man, I've got some burps today. But hey, that's a live recording and radio. And I can try and edit that shit. But you know what that takes, Ron? That takes effort. Effort and concentration. And I have to find all the spots where I burp. And edit them out. Yeah, I know. Doc's looking at me like we're having a real conversation. She's like, yeah, you know, I burp too. Whenever I record my podcast, I gotta find that shit and remove it. Like, she knows what I'm talking about and the struggles I'm going through. I think it's really just she loves the attention and likes to hear my voice. But, um, one thing I've noticed, um, because I've caught up a little bit more on wrestling. Um, I watched SmackDown. And, um, watched Raw last night. I'm going to go on a couple topics here just off of that alone. First thing I'm going to go off of is pretty much any of the rosters right now, including AEW, building credible heels. Like, the only real true-collar heel that I see on TV right now, and it's fucking sad, is King Corbin. Like, you see this guy on TV, and you just want to fucking boom. I think I went over this last week. But, or my last episode, my first episode. And thank you for all of you who listened. Um, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the feedback I got. Uh, it was really important to me. Also, please, by all means, suggest topics for me to talk about. Um, I may not get to them. I may get to them. I may veer off into totally different things. So, End of that sidebar of the discussion. Um, But after watching, like, Raw, SmackDown, finished watching AEW, um, there's no credible heels, really. Like, yeah, there's the cool heels. Like, you know, you've got your Ric Flair heat. Like, yeah, it's cool for this guy to be a bad guy, and it's cool to cheer for him if I want to, because he's a cool bad guy. Like, I hate to say it, but Seth Rollins. Kind of cool for him to be a bad guy. Because he's got AOP with him. Um, You know, MJF. I love MJF. Um, There's a really great episode of uh, Chris Jericho's podcast that has MJF on it. And it's legit. Like, he doesn't break character. Like, for the whole... It's like a whole one-hour... Just shoot promo on everything Chris Jericho asked him about. And he's like completely in fucking character for the whole hour. MJF, while like on one end he's a cool heel, he's the heel that people can cheer for and it's okay. Because he's really... Those of you who haven't seen any of his promos or refuse to watch AEW or whatever, for whatever reason, you know, the rock you live under... Um, refuses to let you open your mind up to watch other wrestling besides WWE. Um, dude, just like look up MJF promo. Any MJF promos. Uh, listen to the Chris Jericho podcast with um, with MJF on it. Like Chris Jericho just basically lets him sit there and he talks for a whole fucking hour. 
it's great. It's great. Like, it's outstanding. But to my point, there's really no credible heel that's like, I mean, everyone's going to boo Seth Rollins. But deep down, darkly, he's a great wrestler. Um, everyone's going to boo MJF because he turned his back on Cody. But they're going to cheer for him, too, because he's not a bad wrestler. Doesn't look bad in the ring. Um, people are going to boo Baron Corbin no matter what. Baron Corbin's a great wrestler. Um, the Miz, when he was a heel, I don't mean like, I mean like when he was like him versus John Cena, when he took the belt from Randy Orton, I mean, he had that heel heat, that good heel heat, and he worked it, and I loved it. And I remember one time, I remember when uh, I was at WrestleMania, it was the one in Atlanta. I want to say it was like WrestleMania 27. 27? Yeah. WrestleMania 27, the one in Atlanta where The Rock was like the guest host. And the main event was Miz versus Cena. Um... I think the match, right? I mean, that was a card that has some great matches. Matter of fact, I may watch that tonight before I go to sleep, too. But, um, it was, uh, yeah, that was a really good card now I think about it. But we'll talk about that after this. But when Miz won that belt, I was at a friend's house because I didn't want to do anything by myself alone at that point. Uh, I'd just broken up. Got out of a relationship that was over a year long. And I was having a hard time dealing with it. So friends were like, hey, don't watch WrestleMania alone. Don't sit around your mom's house watching it while you're playing World of Warcraft because we know that's what you're going to do. I had the bad Warcraft addiction too. I only played it for about a year, but my addiction was strong, brother. Um, I had the little keychain thing. I had the keyboard. And I had like a second keyboard kind of like controller thing that lit up. And it had like all my characters, different configurations on it. Those of you who play the Warcraft know what I'm talking about. It's the T64. Um, regardless. Um, these people were the uh, wrestling still real to me, damn it, kind of people. And they're like, oh, we're not going to watch Raw tomorrow. We're not going to watch Raw tomorrow. I'm like, why? Well, Cena isn't champion. I'm like, well, what if he wins it back tomorrow? Well, still, you know, the Miz is still champion. I'm like, you don't watch wrestling, do you? I was like, because there was this weekly show that we would go to on Tuesday nights. I was at this bar named Gasoline Alley. And, um, Cuban Assassin and this other guy used to run the shows. I thought it was the greatest thing on earth. Um, because Cuban Assassin, credible heel, he just didn't like seeing this old Cuban guy come out there and beating up, you know, the local hero, Bruce Santee. But he still did. And I was like, God damn it, you know, God damn this Cuban Assassin, who was their champion. But we still went next week. We still went next week. Like, you're still going to go on Tuesday to watch Cuban beat Bruce Santee, 
oh, but there's these stipulations. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know Shannon Rose and Cuban are going to find a way around that, right? I was like, but you're still going to go the week after that, right? Well, yeah. Why would you stop watching Raw? I was like, this is exactly what they want you to do. They want you to tune in tomorrow night. They want you to watch Raw. They want you to hear what John Cena has to say, because clearly John Cena is going to be so upset that he lost the world title match to The Miz because The Rock interfered. You know, there's other feuds that are going on. Don't you want to see how those are going to progress, too? Sure enough, Monday night, went by their house. 7 o'clock at night. 8 o'clock. I think it started at 8 at that time, because Raw was only two hours back then. I don't know if it was at three hours back then, but uh, I know Raw started at like seven or eight back then. And um, either way, they were watching Raw, sitting around on the couch and the love, you know, and the recliner, just like they were when I went over there the first time. And they're just watching Raw, and that's just what it is. It's just because Miz was such a credible heel. Uh, Kind of trying to remember who Randy Orton wrestled. So that's my next topic. But uh, like Randy Orton wrestled, I think he wrestled CM Punk. Anyways, that was a that was a year that like the matches were just like they seemed thrown together, but they were all really good. Because I think the year before was the one where Sean retired. And that was one that had great matches. Like, you had Sheamus versus Triple H. Uh, Randy Orton versus Cody and Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, Sean versus Taker. Uh, Edge versus uh, Chris Jericho. Um, Jack Swagger won the uh, Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, I've got an encyclopedic knowledge about this stuff. But to finish up my point, there's no credible heels in wrestling. People are cheering the shit out of Bray Wyatt. They're chanting, let me in, let me in, or let him in. Whenever he, like, you know, hints at an appearance at a show. And um, the fact that they're making him just as special, sort of just as special as Brock Lesnar, is making a difference to me. Um... I think what they're doing is the right thing. Um, but, yeah, let's book some credible heels. Um, fuck. Turn Roman heel. Turn him into a monster heel. Like you fans didn't really care that I got cured from cancer. All you wanted was more, more, more. Something like that. Let the big dog run, dude. Um, bring an undisputed era after um, if Daniel Bryan takes the title from Bray, which I don't think they're going to do because Bray's pretty solid on fire with that right now. Um, the fans are really digging it and buying the merch, and that's what put asses in the seat. Um, but yeah. Dude, I want some bad guys. And it takes a lot for me to say, wow, that's a heel. Um, for me to want to boo somebody. I've been booing Baron Corbin since day one. 
he's not a bad wrestler. I just, I, I just can't like him. I just can't like him. Um, yeah, like there, there's nothing about him that I'm just like, man. Yeah, okay, I guess he's okay. No, nothing, nothing I can think of. Um, so the next topic I was going to talk about, um, segueing from heels is uh, Randy Orton. Like, I never, like, up until, like, past couple weeks, I never realized how actually important Randy Orton is to any roster that he's on. Whether he's face or heel. Um, cause people are really, like, trying to push like Kevin Owens right now, into that Steve Austin role. You know, having him do the stunner and everything. But if you really think about it, Steve Austin's career uh, was shortened by a neck injury. Neck and knee, back, everything. I mean, everything just sucked on him at the point. So he had to give up the boots. Um, Randy Orton is really filling in that role that Steve Austin uh, should have filled in his career. Um, when he's a heel, he's a heel. And you know he's a heel. Uh, lately with him as the Viper. Um, the past several years. He's been noticeable as that heel. And entertaining as that heel. Um, the past I've really enjoyed the past couple months of him being a face or the anti-hero again on Raw because he does a really good job at it and if you think about it that's really super Steve Austin of him to do that hey baby why don't you go eat your noms you hungry go eat your food go eat your food dog you can lay by me. I don't really care. Just kind of don't want you like low key snoring in my microphone. That would be great. Even though the sound of me sucking and chewing on gummy bears probably isn't as entertaining as well. Um, Miss whatever's. Um, but the importance of Randy Orton, or a character like Randy Orton, right now in WWE. I'm really thinking he's underappreciated and undervalued. And um, it's sad because he's been there since 2002, 2003. He still works his ass off every day. Um, and he's of that class of John Cena, Batista, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin that came up all around the same time. And he's been mentored by some of the greatest, including his dad and his grandpa. Um, and, you know, he's had, you know, plenty of great moments. More than enough great moments. I think he still has a lot in him. I mean, I think he's about my age, maybe a couple years younger or older. But, um... I mean, they just signed another five-year contract with him. He's going to do really well. 
I think with some proper development, he could be champion again if he really wanted to. Him versus Brock Lesnar is actually something I'd like to see at a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania. Um, it would actually be something that has some good build on it. Because Randy could work the mic very well against Paul Heyman. Um, I don't want to see Seth Rollins with the belt again. Um, there's really nobody on the Raw roster. Minus maybe AJ. I could see carry that title after WrestleMania. Um, despite what other people are saying, I don't think Bobby Lashley's ready. Uh, even though I don't think he was probably even a consideration for it. Um, they're really just burying him with this Lana bullshit. Uh, he looks like the most pussy whipped guy ever in existence, uh, doing what he's doing. Uh, so yeah, like Randy's a good contender. So is AJ. Uh, for a WrestleMania title shot, whether they do it with them winning the Rumble or, um, man, there's a lot of people talking on Facebook right now. I really wish I wouldn't get those notifications while I'm recording. Um, yeah, even if, like, Randy went back to SmackDown. And challenge Bray for the title. Could do that. We'll see. Um. So, um, yeah, build Randy up, book Randy up, dude. Give him all the money he needs. Love to see him make some more money. Um. Starting to see them move more girls from NXT that were kind of in low development up into the main roster. Um, if you ask me what their names were, couldn't tell you, brother. Um, but they've been putting on some hell of a match um, against, like, Charlotte and, you know, some legitimate ladies on the main roster. Uh, last night, Charlotte wrestled uh, Chelsea Green, I think her name was. Actually, really good showing. I mean, it was, you know, five-minute match. Um, I'll take it. Um, the build-up for the uh, rematch against uh, Asuka, who also came from NXT against Becky, who also is NXT. Um, looks like it'll be enjoyable, but also it's being built up as if, you know, Becky's going to win that too. Um, and it's kind of high tide for Becky to lose that belt. Even though she's the number one draw for WWE right now. Uh, it's kind of time. Like, then again, you think about it, the only person she could really drop it to is Charlotte. Um, Maybe we could see Charlotte and Becky at Mania this year. Uh, with the way they've been downplaying the women's division right now. I mean, which I think they've really been shitting on the women's division. Especially after TLC. After that gruesome uh, match they all had. 
for the women's tag titles as the main event. Just completely crapping on it with all the men coming out and beating each other up. At the end of the show, which served no purpose, told no story. Um, except let's make Roman look strong. Um, I don't know, I'm thinking the women are starting to get undervalued again. And they work, they go out there and they work just as hard, sometimes even harder than the men, and put on outstanding matches. Um, pull out some amazing moves and uh, entertain the crowd, and the crowd's into it now. Um, because they're not divas anymore, they're not trying to push themselves off as sex symbols or. Hey, let's have a broad panties match and like a ring full of uh, rice pudding and uh, sticker bars. Uh, you know, they have legit quality, you know, grappling hands down just matches, dude. And um, if you look at NXT, they've got a lot of female talent there that are not pushovers like Renee Hernandez, uh, Zai Lee, um, both the horsewomen, all, well, all three of the horsewomen. Shayna and the other two girls, uh, Marina Sharapova and uh, I forgot the other name. But, um, they're legit talent, too. Um, just seeing them all go at it. Um, there's a special on it on uh, the WWE Network. That's a combine special. What's really impressive to watch is the women on there, like Bianca Belair. Oh, God, I think she, like, pushed her and uh, Renee Hernandez. Uh, Gonzalez, I can't remember her name, but she's a kind of taller, bigger uh, Mexican gal. Um, we're going toe-in-toe, just pushing these sleds, or pulling these sleds. And they were pulling like eight, 900 pounds each. Um, you know, I mean, these are not weak girls. Um, and they're entertaining to watch. Um... I've actually been super impressed with Bianca Belair in the past couple shows that I've seen on TV, uh, War Games, as well as uh, Survivor Series. Uh, she's had a few spots that were just kind of like, wait, what? What did she just do? Um, she did this uh, one spot where she did this huge, you know, powerhouse maneuver and then did this 450 splash. And you're just like, wait, what? And I think she did it again um, the next night at Survivor Series. Um, regardless, uh, yeah, they need to, like, start making the girls look more, you know, I'm not saying make them the focus of the WWE, but not make them a sideshow or a feature attraction. Um you know, Moolah's not running shit anymore. You know, this is the day and age of where, you know, people are actually wanting to watch more women's wrestling and are entertained by women's wrestling. So there's a call for it. There's a market for it. And, I mean, maybe, like, have, like, a weekly show on the network. Just women's wrestling, if you have to. And it doesn't have to be your big name stars. You know, have some of the NXT girls go at it. You know, have more female tag teams that are starting to build cred go on it. Um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, 
I think I'm one of maybe five people that I know of that still watch 205 Live. But I'm pretty certain if you replaced it with women's wrestling, more people would watch that on uh, Tuesday or whenever you show it than they would uh, 205 Live. Which is sad, but you know what? It's time for those guys to go on main roster anyways, most of them. Um, so with that, it's Christmas. Um, you know, they haven't really done a whole lot of Christmassy stuff. Like, stuff like the little Secret Santa bits on TV. Uh, they had that, um, Miracle on 34th Street fight with the Revival and New Day. Which was just kind of painful to watch anytime Legos are involved as a weapon. Um, I just can't. Like, I'll watch thumbtacks and, you know, stained glass and light bulbs and all that, because I'm from that era, but... Man. You know what, Ron? Legos are kind of... It's kind of my new... That's that's kind of my that's kind of my limit. I I just can't watch a grown ass man get slammed on a pile of Legos. Um, it's just painful to watch. Just painful. Just like uh. Yeah, like I can't think of anything else. I've seen recently that uh, last year they did the same thing. I was like, dear God, Legos! This is not, this is not right. Um, but I haven't really seen a whole lot of Christmassy stuff, which I guess is kind of nice because not everybody celebrates it like we, you know, most people do. But um, you know, there, there's still kids that watch believe in Santa and stuff like that. And it would have been nice to see Santa come out on one of the shows, but uh, nope, no Santa this year. Uh, no Santa taking a stunner or an RKO from somebody. Um. Yeah. Uh, but hey, that's fine. Because uh, I'm here to watch wrestling, not Santa. Um, yeah. Well, um, like I said, it is Christmas. And, um, by the way, if uh, any of you all are looking to do what I do for this show, just, or, do a show of your own. Um, whether it's about God or recipes or, you know, sexual identity or your dog or Disney Plus versus Netflix, the great debate. Um, I'm using an app called Anchor. You can find it on the Google Play Store, the uh, Apple Store. Uh, or at anchor.fm, download the app, um, real easy, they walk you through everything, set up your account, uh, it's free, doesn't cost you anything but the time you invest in doing your shows, and um, it's well worth it in the long run. Uh, I've been using it, I mean, I've only been using it for a week now, and I guess I'm all hot on fire, like wanting to do podcasts. Um, but it's fun and you get to get a lot of stuff out and as many shows as you want. Um, 
I was going to not do anything until after the new year, but I realized it's Christmas, and people deserve a Christmas episode, because it's Christmas. Um, it's time for people to be happy, and I've been kind of bummed out lately, so I figured, why not get on here and just geek out and talk about things? Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, But as I was saying, I know it's Christmas, and a lot of people are fucked up sad about stuff. A lot of people I know out here are alone, just like me. Um, orphans that don't have Christmas to go to, or anybody, and you don't exactly get invited um, to places, or to events, or to parties, or to dinner, even. Um... Dude, do a shout-out on Facebook. See if anybody else is orphaned this year. And get together. Um, do something with somebody. Like, someone's open for Christmas for dinner. Um, even if it's McDonald's or Jack in the Box or something. Um, I don't know, I think like Golden Corral, there's hotels that are open for dinner. Um, you can get yourself a seat. I think it's like 30 bucks, but it's like a buffet. And it's usually really good. Um, you know, dress up, go out. Get you some food. Um, but I know how heartbreaking it is sometimes to, you know, I don't expect anybody that I live with or... Even if I'm in a relationship or something, to like involve me in their plans for Christmas Eve or whatever, or Christmas even. Um, I know one year my wife went and did something on Christmas Eve and Christmas with somebody else. It kind of sucked, but you know, we led a different kind of lifestyle back then, and that's just what it was. Um, well, she came home that night, and, you know, we had our own little Christmas thing. Um, like, even, like, you know, last year, my roommates were all gone. They were all gone for Christmas. From, like, the 23rd up until, like, Christmas Day. And I low-key stayed home and cried. And I didn't go anywhere for Christmas last year. The year before that... I believe I worked on Christmas. Um, I, uh, you know, this year they gave us uh, today and tomorrow off. Uh, this is being recorded on Christmas Eve, by the way. But they gave us today and tomorrow off. I just feel like my wheels have been spinning. And everybody I know is out doing shit. And... I'm just kind of like, on one end, like, I'm upset, you know, sad or whatever that, hey, no one's invited me over for Christmas Eve or whatever, but the reality of the situation is, you know, why haven't you done anything to make yourself invitable, like, made more friends or gone out more or talked to people or shit, even planned something yourself, Brian. 
to have people hang out and do shit. Um, you know, so on one end, you know, sometimes people aren't 100% thinking about you. But on the other end, you got to think about yourself too. And if it means you're going to do something solo for Christmas Eve, you know, stay home and find some movies to watch. You know, have, have people come over and watch movies, man. Um, go to the store, get some snacks, make some cookies, or, you know, buy yourself a Fruit of the Forest pie. Uh, you know, get some treats for the dogs. You have dogs or pets. Keep them by the couch. And just chill and hang out. Do whatever to keep your mind off of. Sad alone. Call your mom. Call your dad. Your aunt, uncle, sister, cousin. Best friend. That you can't be with right now. Even if it's like a 10 minute phone call. Or you know. Hour and a half phone call. You listen to. You know, your mom and whoever complain about the same thing they always complain about. Um, it's whatever, man. Just don't let it get to you. It's, it's just Christmas. Because you know what? It's going to be here next year. What are you going to do next year? Are you going to sit around and cry? Or are you going to actually get up and do something? This year, you know, guilty as charged. I didn't do those things. I sat around and cried, called my mom. And then decided to come up here and do a podcast. Because depression and glaucoma. Um, which, you know, is also kind of added to with the steroids they give me for my glaucoma. And the eye drops and everything. Uh... Adds a lot to my depression and being sick. Um, I guess since I have time, you know, I can veer off that subject of Christmas and talk about my glaucoma for a little bit because there's a lot of people that don't understand what it is. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I and I can't really do a whole lot of research because I can't see a whole lot on my phone. But, um. What I can tell you is what glaucoma is. It's due to your body producing vessels to your eye and your cornea that um, are just building pressure and not um, allowing your eye to drain the pressure that it needs to. So think like you've got this headlight and your head, you know, you've got two headlights to a car. It's two basic headlights attached to one battery, which is your brain, right? So your brain is telling your eyes to build these blood vessels, but the eyes are building these blood vessels to the wrong parts that aren't really draining anything. So it's building this pressure and making your vision blurry and your eyes hurt and feel like there's two fireballs in your eyes like your Cyclops from the X-Men and you just can't get your optic blast out and it's just building up and building up and building up 
and then it gives you kind of like a migraine, but it's not a migraine, but your face is on fire, but it's really just your eyes, and then, like, you don't want to fucking do anything, you don't want to, you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to eat, you don't want to shower, you don't want to take care of yourself, you feel like hot fucking garbage in a cold garbage can, and it's just awful. And this is every day, every single day of my life since Labor Day. I've been dealing with this. I was 180 pounds when I checked into the hospital. Okay, I'm lying. I was 178, 178, 176. I was in the 70s, which I was happy with. I was like, man, I'm at a good weight for my size. I'm six foot, 176, okay. I'd like to be heavier, but like, you know, with more muscle. But yeah, I'm okay with this. Since I've gotten glaucoma and the steroids that they've given me, and the fact that I still walk around for a living, uh, primarily, that's my job, and I'm on my feet consistently, um, I'm down to 155 pounds. Um, I vomit. I get sick. Uh, every morning, uh, when I, I and I get woken up by it for about six thirty in the morning every morning, before my alarm goes off, morning sickness. Uh, sometimes it happens at night before I go to bed, which is kind of nice because then I know I won't be woken up by it. Um, I've tried all kinds of different remedies, uh, and it's just, it just happens, dude, and. I'm down to 155 pounds. I feel I feel like garbage. I'm tired every day. Um, and it's because, you know, straight up, I didn't take care of myself. I'm type 2 diabetic. Um, I eat shit that I should be eating. Um, and that's my fault. Nobody puts that sugar in my mouth but me. And I still do it because I'm stupid. Um, I can't stand the taste of aspartame. I can't stand it. I can't stand the taste of sugar-free drinks and the stuff they put in them. Can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, the aftertaste makes me sick. Um, I don't like it. Um, gives me really bad, bad, you know, belching and stuff like that. It's just bad all around. Um, uh, it's, it's awful. Uh, but I've become like a gremlin. Like, I know, like, after six o'clock, I can't eat anything unless it's, like, something super light, like yogurt with some granola on it. Or some nuts. Or some gummy bears. Or something. Um, or banana. You know, something just to get in my stomach. Um... My brain tells me, dude, we need some food. Like, we need some meat and cheese and some bread and, like, uh, you know, french fries and, you know, maybe some ice cream and X, Y, and Z. My body's like, dude, you eat that, we're throwing it up in about an hour. That's what glaucoma does to you, dude. It's, I mean, I talked to, you know, my mom talked to her doctor about it. On my behalf, and my doctor said the same thing. Uh, the therapy for it is t 
almost like going through chemo. You're going to get sick. You're going to lose weight. You're going to feel like shit. You probably shouldn't be working. Um, most people that have this are at an age where they aren't working because they're senior citizens. But in the rare case like mine where it's advanced and progressed so rapidly, um, I have no choice. I have to work. Like, I don't have a backup. Um, I had a savings before this happened. But it's gone. Like, it's gone. Um, it'll crush you, dude. And, like, you can see where they go. We well, can get a desk job. If you can't see a computer, you can't work a desk job. Um, and I have trouble just looking at my phone reading something. Um, unless it's, like, a dark background and the letters are white. Good luck. Uh, like today, I went to go get brochures uh, for catering options for a New Year's Eve party that I'm helping plan. I couldn't read them. There was no way I could read them. My eyes were so screwed up today. Um, things that you love doing. Do you like playing you know, first-person shooters? Okay, find a new game. Find a new game. Or just be that guy that runs around with the light machine gun and just kills everything. And just spray and pray. Those are your options. Because long distance seeing. Um, I didn't see a guy walking his dog in front, 10 feet in front of me today. And I almost stepped on the dog. Um, that's how bad it gets sometimes for me. Um, hence the home invasion Eeyore story. That's how bad my vision gets. And although it's a fucking hilarious story, and I, I love telling it because I, in person, I'm super animated about it, and people laugh, and, you know, it's funny, haha, Brian's stupid. But in reality, it's fucking embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. Um, and then the, the depression and humiliation that comes with it, like you're out with your friends, and oh fuck, I gotta throw up. Can't hold it in. That's why I don't go out anymore, guys. It's after 9 o'clock. There's a good chance I'm throwing up. And I am not modest about it. I will throw up in a, ga in a garbage can in front of a store. I give zero fucks. Because sometimes there's not a bathroom right there. And with how my body's been lately, I have a hard time walking faster than a fast pace. I can hardly run anymore with all the weight I've lost. My body's not attuned to it. Um, so, take care of yourselves, everybody. Uh, especially those of us diabetics out there. Uh, you're thinking about a cheat day? Uh, you know, listen to your guy, Brian. Sometimes it's not worth it. Um, maybe eat that salad. Uh, maybe don't eat, you know, two pieces of cake and a brownie and rice pudding and cheesecake. Um, maybe make yourself a snack. Um, stuff. Um, 
Either way. Uh, it's looking like my time is about up. And I know I didn't really spend a whole lot of time talking about joyful Christmas stuff. And I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, this time of year where we uh, really have to start thinking about... Starting to come to time... Or, yeah, you have to think about others and it's Christmas and family and everything, but... I mean, don't be ashamed to be selfish and think about yourself, too. And think about what's best for your head. And what you need to do mentally to fix yourself. And... You know, sometimes the best thing to do is just sit down, chill in your room, and turn on some music and watch a movie. Um... But don't be afraid to do random acts of kindness either. Um, I know my mom, my stepdad just bought a bunch of presents for the kids across the street because they're going through some hard times. Um, You know, go help wrap things up. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and let everybody go. You all have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. It's your boy, Brian. You know, one more thing. Uh, don't discount those people that love you, even though, like, you may not feel like they do. Um, especially this time of year. You know, they put a big thing out about presents, and, you know, you should be getting gifts and jewelry, and, you know, wake up to blowjobs in bed once a week or some shit. Um... You know, love doesn't have to be about all that. I mean, just a simple, hey, how are you doing? And just people that just keep in touch with you. Even though you want to be selfish and you want the things and, you know, you got the stress of bills and all this coming up. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, it's all about just being a fucking good human being and being good to each other. And, um... It shouldn't have to be a holiday for you to do that. Like, this should be an everyday kind of thing. You should always think about those that love you. And not expect anything from them. But actually try and give... Give what you get from people. And um, even if you're not getting anything from these people, sometimes, sometimes you have to put in a little extra effort. Because in this day and age, like, it's hard to accept those kinds of uh, relationships and love. All right. Well, now it's starting to count me down, telling me that my time is running up. So, um, be kind to each other. It's Christmas. Watch fucking Die Hard. Greatest Christmas movie ever. And uh, have a Merry Christmas. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll probably do another show here uh, next week before the new year. All right. Happy holidays.